It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Yes, and you're back again today, which is awesome. Back today. Thank you for covering for me yesterday. Anytime, honestly, as you know. Um, how's McKenna doing? Uh, well, she she FaceTimed me this morning, and it's the best I've seen her in over a week. So that is fantastic. She was sitting up. She was smiling. She she talked more than she had in like a, a week combined, probably. She said her headache and nausea have subsided. Oh, my God. Um, the night before last, I stayed at the hospital with her because the night prior to that, she had a pretty, pretty rough night, and I think kind of scared herself overnight. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't want her to be alone. So I stayed there. With her, and it was nice because I was just going to sit in a chair all night, but the staff wheeled a stretcher in for me. Oh, that's awesome. So, so I got to, like, sleep right beside her, uh, and I, I think that really helped calm her down a bit, just having someone there. Totally. Uh, and then last night, I was planning to stay overnight again and just come straight to work, um, but around 8 o'clock or so, she said, I think I'll be all right tonight. And then it sounds like she had a, a good night. And awesome. Hopefully, maybe starting to turn a corner here, like getting a little bit of food into her for the first time in yeah in a week. And you've been giving the updates, and every time, like, yeah, there's a positive. It's like just little by little, like one tiny little improvement is huge, right? Like, yeah. Just as long as it's going that way, not the other. That's all you want. Well, and yesterday she was feeling a little better in the morning, so we kind of got our hopes up. And then she had a bit of a rough day, and I was like, oh man, maybe yeah. maybe not. But hopefully this is it. Yes. Hopefully she's starting to to see the light at the end of the tunnel here. Awesome. Um. Can I do a shout out though, if, uh, if you don't mind, Shauna? I want to give a shout out to everybody who's cared for her um, at Foothills. That's where she's at right now, yeah. at Foothills Hospital. Uh, she's on the internal medicine ward, and like everybody, the doctors and the nurses and the healthcare aides that have kept her room clean and stuff are just wonderful people. That's awesome. Um, yeah, man. I think you have to be. I'm, I'm specifically talking about the nurses in this sense, but I think I think you have to be a special kind of person to do that job. Yep. Because. You know, if you've ever cared for anybody who's sick, and I, like I've been helping with McKenna over the last week or so, it does, like it takes a toll on you. And then to think that nurses come in and they do that every day for their whole career, and you know, probably put up with so much crap from people who are who are difficult, and just the level of of compassion and professionalism that they bring to the job. Yeah, I've got to see that firsthand. So. Uh, I wanted to give a big shout out to her team at Foothills uh, in internal med. And she was in hematology before that, and they were wonderful as well. So, a friend um, of mine is a nurse, and actually, we were just chatting about that. You, when you start to really think about what they have to do every day, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And doctors, and of course, everybody else in the medical, like, it's just you see the worst of the worst. And you have to see people at their worst, and you have to see people who are dying, and you have to, like, it's, it's a, yeah, that's a, a tough job. And you have to find empathy. Yeah. For everybody, even yep. though you know, even when this person gets better, someone else who's sick is coming right in, and you're gonna you're, you're gonna do it again. You're always seeing people at their worst, essentially. Right? Yeah, like yeah, like the worst time in our family's lives right now. Yeah, and they've been having had a front row seat for it. So it's yeah, yeah, they're special people. They I really think. are. Yeah, um, and I really appreciate. We love that. you, honestly. Thank you. Um, on today's show, if we sound a little distracted at times, it's because we were. Yeah. I mean, because of that, obviously. But our, also, the station was hosting an online auction today, mm-hmm. which you might still be able to bid in, bid on, and depending on what time you're hearing this. But it's at HarvardMediaAuctions.com. Some really good deals on there. But because we were dealing with that, we, you know, we weren't as I guess focused on the show as we might have been. No, so. I mean we still had a good show, but yeah, it's it's always frustrating when there's 500 other things that go. You just aren't quite as yeah into 
what you want, like, or, or doing as much, getting as involved in the stuff yeah. on the show as we wanted to. <laughs> There's probably a couple brain farts on the show. Yeah, today you'll see. You'll hear, but it's fine. That's why. No. That's why. Let's get into it. Today, here's your out of context clip. <laughs> Podcast. A friend of mine was telling me she went for a massage the other day and um, the masseuse had a nose whistle. No. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. That might be one of the worst jobs to have a nose whistle. Yeah, I think so because oh it's. Oh my God. The nose whistle is so distracting yep. and so annoying mm-hmm. and you're there to relax. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for the masseuse as well, because sure. I was like, what if she had like a sinus thing going on? Or I, think I don't they know for she... the term registered massage therapist. Right. Excuse Shana? me. RMT yes. for yes. short. But, you know, she's just trying to do her job as well. And of course, it's all quiet. And she knows you're trying to relax. And then she's just she's like. like... <laughs> <laughs> and it, oh, my God. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Oh. You can't be like, uh, excuse me. I think I might cancel my day. You know, if it was a temporary thing, I'd feel like, all right, I'll ever, sorry, everyone, bet yeah. we're off. I've got a nose whistle. Certain jobs have debilitating conditions. Like if, if we lose our voice, yeah. we can't be in here. Yep. We need a voice. For a masseuse, it would be the, nose, be the whistle. nose whistle. I got or, a terrible nose whistle. I suppose you could phone them and ask, be like, is this going to bother you or not? I've got a nose whistle. Just give a lesson. Okay, this is it. You okay with that or... I don't know. Can I get some kind of discount or something? Can I get 10% yeah, it's the off? Nose whistle discount. Oh, the nose whistle. Now I'm going to go hunting for RMTs with nose whistles. You got a nose whistle or no? and Shauna podcast. So my wife McKenna has been in the hospital for nearly a week now, um, mm. but we're still trying to, you know, find some light parts of it, you know, have a laugh here and there. Because you know what they say? Laughter, Laughter is, is the best medicine. The best medicine. They do say that. So, so when she first went in, this was almost a week ago now. Um, she, so I've always bugged McKenna because she likes to vape here and there, right? Yeah. She's, she's got her vape with her. So she was, uh, since she's gotten sick, she hasn't been on the vape because she just wasn't feeling good at all, right? Yeah. So she's, we get to the hospital and the nurse is going through her medical history and everything. And she says, uh, do you drink? And McKenna says, like, very, very rarely, just socially. She says, uh, do, you, do you smoke? And McKenna's like, uh, I used to. And and I was on I was on my phone at the time, and I just kind of looked up, and waited, and I was like, "Is she gonna say something, or should should I pipe up here?" And so so there's a bit of a silence, and I just said kind of to nobody, "When'd you quit?" And McKenna's like, she's like. Uh, well, two days ago. Huh? And the nurse is like, oh, okay. So, and then she, I could see her on the computer go from current for like, she had former smoker. Right. Flip the toggle over to current. And right. I was like, yeah. you can't say you quit when no. you quit two days ago when you got sick. That's like, a big smokers thing though, is when you get sick, you're like, okay, this is going to be my last one. Cause you, if you're sick enough and yeah. you don't want to smoke, that's a big thing for a smoker. So many of my friends were just like, no, nah, this is it. I mean, I'm been too sick to smoke the last couple days and then the minute they feel better it's back on the dirt well i wonder for how many people sickness does work as a catalyst to quit because yeah. uh like you said if you can go a week or so without smoke, you've proven that to yourself that you can go i know a lot of people though will will be like oh look i can do it and then they just like are more and more craving of it yeah. and then eventually it's like oh thank god and yeah. because so often i think the habit isn't even necessarily like the physical dependence on no, it's addiction it's, it's how it's tied to everything else yeah. like do you do you smoke when you drive do you smoke totally. at break time at work like that's how it gets you right yeah but i was like wow that's... two whole days hey like <laughs> 
I don't, I don't know if they're going to be asking you to give talks at schools anytime soon here. Do they have ribbons you, that they give yeah. away for that? Yeah, it's I, my, my second day ribbon. It's kind of like we, we know someone who they, they did like dry January, quit drinking for a month or whatever, and then like didn't ask me anything on their social media about what sobriety was like. I was like, oh, I think you got to go. I mean, I mean, good for you. Yeah. If you're you know, getting rid of a healthy habit and uh-huh. trying to live an unhealthy habit. But a month is different than, yeah, like a, a year or five yeah, years. Or I don't know if you've quite kicked it after a month. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if uh, I'd be answering, <laughs> publicly answering questions on it yet. Two days. Uh, two days. McKenna, the former good paper. Start, good for her. Okay? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know how I got reading about this yesterday, but I was reading about how prior to modern day sewage systems, they used to just toss everything into the toilet. Although back then it wasn't quite a toilet like we know. It was called a privy pit. Just a hole that they dug? Just a hole. And they would toss like buttons, they say, toys, cannonballs, pipes. I guess, hell, if your horse died, you would just kind of toss it down there too if you didn't have time to bury it properly. And I was like, this is, oh my lord. Imagine you go to use the bathroom and you just take a peek down there there's and there's a dead, a dead horse. horse in the toilet. Holy crap. Like, can you imagine how bad that must have smelled? <laughs> Like, just how bad that would have been. Just all garbage rotting down there, hey? Oh, my God. Of course, when I envisioned this, I was picturing my boyfriend, Cliff, who, as we know, likes to put everything down the toilet. Yeah. And I was like, he must have existed in the Privy Pit era in his past life. That's all I can think about, right? He's just used to everything going down there. I know, like, we're past that environmentally, but I kind of like the sounds of it, too. Like, you got a problem, just chuck her in the Privy Pit. I guess so. <laughs> It's just gone then. Yeah. And I wonder if like archaeologists dig these up one day. That's they do. All the gross stuff will have been gone. Yes. Apparently archaeologists love it, right? Because they can uh, see so much history and so much in there because again, absolutely everything was tossed in there. Yeah. So you want to find something that has to do with that era? Well, there it is, they, right in the privy pit. They can find out what you've been eating oh way God, back when. Yeah. It's kind of like how uh, some if you live rurally, you can just burn stuff, right? Yep. Like I've that's true. That'd be nice. I know, and again, I know that you, you don't really want to do that you because of what it that. gives off, but mm-hmm. it would be nice if you could just pile all your problems up and burn them, yeah, wouldn't absolutely. it? <laughs> Very therapeutic as well. <laughs> What's that fire out in your... Oh, that's my, it's everything. That's my problem. That's, actually, that's my dead horse and everything else, okay? podcast. <laughs> Got a couple of Fortune 500 businesses for you. Great. Sure. I've done a ton of driving around the city over the past few days. Mm. Spotted some of these on vehicles. Uh, the first, I saw a truck that said... Goldilocks. And I was like, I hope that's a locksmith. Oh, yeah. Sure enough, in smaller font under the Goldilocks decal on the vehicle, it said Evening Locksmith. Okay, there you so go. So they're Goldsmith, or Goldilocks Evening Locksmith. They specialize, this is according to their website, in getting you out of a bind quickly and affordably when the other guys have closed up shop for the night. Ah. They say those kind of emergencies. Locksmiths of night, they are. Of the evening. Of the evening. Ladies of the evening. Ladies of the evening. Locksmiths of the evening. The prostitutes of the locksmith world. Okay, that's good. They can do that for you too, but you're going to have to pay for it. They're going to charge you. (laughs) They can unlock all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Put your key in their lock anytime. Secondly, this I'll was a lock in their key. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's good. I like it. This was a personalized license plate that I saw. Yeah. It doesn't appear to be the name of a current business in town, but it should be. Okay. The plate said Midwoof. Oh, like a mid like a midwife, like a midwife but, but make mid- a dog. Woof. Take a midwife, make a dog. What would what would a dog midwife do? Are you picturing a midwife that delivers puppies? Well, like specifically for dogs, or are you picturing a dog that is a midwife? I mean, I would prefer a dog that's a midwife. To be honest, I'd love to see that operate, but a dog in scrubs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, the 
the idea of a, of a midwife that is a dog isn't that outrageous in 2024, is it? No. It's not. There's no. dog everything now. It's true, yeah. I'd even settle for a midwife that makes a bunch of dog dog jokes while delivering. Bad dog jokes. Oh, Mid- boy. Hello, I'll be your midwife. No, <laughs> oh, no. I'll be your doggy doula. Get your paws off. Meet his family only. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. That's really bad. It appears you uh, have entered active labor That was a bit of a rough delivery. <laughs> Do you think that would make it better or worse if you were in labor? Oh, I see a head popping out. <laughs> Time to retrieve your bundle of joy. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Remember how we started reporting the Eat Shit Index, Beckler? Yeah, because we've long said that Calgary is the eat and shit capital of Canada. Yep. Yep. And it was like, honestly, it would be actually beneficial for people, especially older, to know how bad it is and how risky it is right there for injuries. How slippery it is. The freeze and thaw. So Ray, friend of the show, Ray messaged us and apparently they're actually developing a real version of this. She sent us this article and it was talking about an orthopedic surgeon who was saying that when we have these freeze thaw cycles and it gets super icy uh he was saying it would be beneficial to actually have and he even called it an index that will determine how slippery it actually is outside so that people can be cautious and know he wasn't calling it an eat shit index though was he no it was called the slip slip and fall fall index makes more sense i guess i don't know if it makes i mean i like (laughs) the eat shit index better but i guess it's a little more kid friendly but ray was like geez you guys need to keep on going with these million dollar ideas and actually develop them sometimes yeah i mean we have the wind chill index we have the humid x in the summer we also need this in the winter in this world yeah okay absolutely yeah I almost ate it yesterday, Shauna. I was crossing at a pride crosswalk and the paint that they, they oh, used yeah. on this crosswalk made it extra slippery. Mm-hmm. And we you know had that light dusting of snow yesterday, so I took one step on the rainbow and <laughs> almost like tweaked my groin. That would be terrifying. I'm like, glad you didn't. Could you imagine if a pride crosswalk killed me? Yeah, no. There's gotta be some irony in there somewhere. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you can just see me laid with my limbs all going the wrong directions, overhead shot, rainbow crosswalk. Spread eagle. Yeah. Too much pride. <laughs> too much. Too much. That's too, too much. much the Beckler and Shauna podcast. We were talking about fitness competitions earlier this week. Yeah. And uh, Matt Barry, our music director, said a friend of his actually, well, she does these fitness competitions, and she she has the third best booty in Canada. Nobody said that to us. We're like, I'm. Excuse me. What? <laughs> Where's this booty? Yeah. The, Can we take a little look at this? Well, first or? of all, we want to see we want to see it. Give me a look at the booty. Can we, I judge? We want to see the number is three it, turd cutter. Does it cutter. look like the third best turd cutter in the in the land? Or well, uh, I wondered that, and I wondered who is the governing body of turd cutters. Yes, and that, like, I'd love how to know we, that as well. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know about all of this. Uh, so I'll give her a shout out because I think she's she's probably very proud of it. But uh, her name is Amita. Okay. Uh, and she owns a supplement company here in town called Glow Body Nutrition. But she mm-hmm. so it's through the uh, the Natural Physique and Athletics Association, the NPAA. Can I uh, take a look at her fluff dungeon over here? I don't have it up right now. Oh, okay. I'll bring no, it up fine. for you. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's a governing body. Okay. It is a governing body. And then I guess they have a division where they take a look specifically at your... Um, at your booties. At your chili can in there. Okay. And Good to know. <laughs> and she was number three in all of Canada. God. Okay, um, I'm having a hard time pulling up here. I will That's show you after. It is like... Yeah, it's a. I just want to see your top, bam bam, okay? It's a tops pooper, Shauna. It's, wow. it's a tremendous pooper. Yes. Um, oh, hold on. I think I have it here. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I, I guess like among 
people who have entered competitions, she would have the third best, but yeah. not all the best butts enter competitions for them, right? No, it's just like anything else, right? Like, there's always going to be someone better in the world, but sure. if, if you don't know about them, then... And I guess you got to play to win, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. In the absence of any other sort of metric, then, yep. yeah, she does have the third best... Rawhide. Uh, cheese, yeah. <laughs> cheese cutter in the country, yeah, so... good. Wow. Uh, as the booty king YYC myself of the as the as the booty king of Calgary, I was surprised that I wasn't you are not consulted on this. Yes, I know remember? that you took that. Yeah. You aren't no, actually I've, the booty king. I've though. laid claim to the booty throne. She has the true fart seller, the the third best fart seller of Calgary. That is on wow of all geez. of Canada. I'm getting yeah. distracted. Sorry. Do they sell tickets to that that competition because I, I bet you know. could get people to go. You sure could. I'm sure it's a sellout. <laughs> the parade of poopers? Oh, my God. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I got a message from a friend of the show, Kaylee, and she said her four-year-old asked why they called it a piggyback. And <laughs> I guess... That's a great one. It totally. Oh, we never thought of that before. I know. And I guess Kaylee was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then Archer said, can you ask Shauna? Because they <laughs> listen to this radio program. And Archer's four? Archer's four. And it has it has nothing to do with what pigs do. Nope. Pigs do not carry each other like that. So totally why not. is it called a piggyback? Yeah. So Archer, genius question. Yeah. So I was like, I need to look <laughs> into this for you. So uh, many believe it started as pick pack, which referred to a pack that was just pitched on your back for transport. So way back when, that was kind of the early name for a, for a, a backpack, let's say, is just pick pack. Uh, from there, it was one of those classic cases of miscommunication mm-hmm. and essentially telephone. So somebody heard pick back. So you can see through literature, it then changes to pick back. Mm-hmm. And then in the 1700s sometime, it changed to pig instead of pick. So it became pig back. And then someone randomly put an A in the middle of there. So it became pig back. And then from there, it became piggy back. Because again, seriously, people just misheard it through all of this different. Wow. This so big game of telephone, like you said, but it comes from. Yeah, but it's fairly it old. It was the 1700s when it huh. began. Um, <laughs> we were piggybacking each other around back then. Too. We sure were, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of pigs, it's funny because there are a few words that come from the origin of pig, which I never really thought of before either. But the word porcelain, for example, has pork right in it, right? The French version of pork, P-O-R-C, right there. Um, and that's because porcelain was named after a seashell that looked kind of like a pig. It had a pig shape to it. Oh, okay. So that's where we got porcelain from. The word screw, as in corkscrew, comes from the Latin scrofa, which means sow or pig. And when you think about a corkscrew, well, it looks like a pig's tail. No way. So that's where that (laughs) came from. The word porpoise started as pigfish. Because the porpoise that to some people looked like with that kind of snout yeah. looked like a pig. And then the word porcupine. Never even thought of that. Pork is right in porcupine. And it just means thorn pig. The old thorn pig. The eh? old thorn pig. The porcupine there. So thorn pig. I, that's a, I'm a big fan <laughs> Man, of that one. I love this segment when we have ones like this. Yeah, because they just kind of keep extending and keep going. Yeah, right? and then you see all these different words that you never thought were connected, but they are. Yeah. And I never think, you never think like pork is in all these words because it doesn't make sense until you look at where it came from originally. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So piggy, pig, pick pack is where pick it initially pack. came from. Pick a pack. What pick about nap? I mean, maybe one for another time, but what about knapsack? Well, what does it have to do with your nap? It's a good question. But it's K or N A. Yeah, like K-N-A. So your nappy, which is the short form for, you know, the British use for your. Is like for a diaper, isn't it? Yeah, your diaper. And then there's like the nape of your neck. Yeah. 
but it's not really where you wear a backpack. Well, I'll look when, into that one, okay? When my son Brigham was really little and we'd go hiking, I would wear him in one of those carriers, like yep. a backpack, and he would say, I go in backpack. I go in backpack. And he'd be behind me saying that the whole way. That's really funny. Backpack. And everybody's like, <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> he's, saying he's saying backpack. 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 Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was downtown the other day, Beckler, and I looked around and I was like, it must be teacher convention time because there were <laughs> tons of khakis and sensible shoes and ladies in V-necks. And I remember last year when you spotted the old teacher convention in yep. town. And yep. sure as hell, it was teacher convention time. And I looked again. And yes, this year again, I hit it right into the bar. It was it was teacher convention time. Their uniforms are just too identifiable. It totally. Without really being identifiable, so. Yeah, and I was thinking about this, though, and we've laughed about, I mean, the teacher outfit before, and again, it's not, there's nothing bad about it. You can just kind of tell when there's teachers around. And I was like, you know, there are enough teachers in this city where there could actually be a teacher-designated store. Sure. Oh, yeah. There are, like, far nicher stores than catering to teachers. Like you said, there's lots of teachers, so. I'm shocked that no one's done this yet. Yeah. It's a market teacher-centric clothing store. Yes. Are you a teacher looking for an outfit that says, I am a professional, but I also need to be comfortable? Threducation, fashion for teachers, is the educated choice. A store full of every type of knit cardigan and every depth of V-neck sweater. Plenty of faculty t-shirts and trousers. And we have an entire wall of khakis. Our sensible shoe experts will fit you with the sensiblest shoes you've ever stood in. And we have a special on t-shirt glasses. Specs that say, I'm quirky, but not too quirky. Don't forget to check out the city's largest selection of lanyards, both retractable and still. Threducation. Get schooled. You won't see deals like this again, or they'll be mine until after class. Talk quietly amongst yourselves about Threducation. For the chic, teach the and Shauna podcast. I was talking to McKenna's sister, and I'd, I'd never heard this story from her before. But I guess a few years ago, she took a trip to San Francisco with some friends, and they went out drinking the night before they were going to go tour Alcatraz. And she got violently hungover. Oh no! And I know McKenna's sister. When she gets hungover, it's bad. Like she walks bent in half <laughs> at the waist. <laughs> this is this is how she walks around when she's hungover. Like she, I thought you said that McKenna does that too. Is it? Do. I think it's genetic. I was gonna so. say it's a genetic thing. The whole family <laughs> just walks hungover the, uh, the day after Christmas. Wait. They're all bent in half. But anyway, yeah, we don't have any other genetic things that go, you know, are passed on. Just this bent over hunch things. Weird. So she was at Alcatraz, well, the, like the hunchback the, of Notre Dame, <laughs> the island prison of Alcatraz, <laughs> on a tour, and she was so hungover that like they had to take her by ambulance back to the dock oh my god to send her to the mainland on a boat and i was like okay first of all i didn't know alcatraz had an ambulance and like, they you, took somebody who was hung over who, via ambulance who was, who was hung over that's how bad it was oh my lord so i don't even think she saw any of the tour because she was bent in half at the waist just like wandering around the prison looking for places I was about to, to say puke. are you sure they didn't just put her on an ambulance because they're like you tweaked your back ma'am like you clearly can't walk <laughs> properly come with us she bent in half oh my put lord. her in the ambulance wow so anyway, yeah, they that put her on a boat. Kind of hangover, man. Oh my god! And Jeez. sent her back to the mainland, and then she took an Did Uber she have home to and pay just died. For that? I don't know. Right? I don't. Th- I don't know if it's included with the Alcatraz tour package. I don't think so. <laughs> the Alcatraz ambulance the hangover package. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we have an ambulance at the ready. But I was like, that sounds hunchbacks over there. That sounds like just an awful place to be hungover yep. because Alcatraz wasn't exactly famous for its comforts. No, you know. No. And then. 
to have to take a boat ride back across the bay oh, man. when you're that hungover, your no. your ambulance hungover. No, that's got to be one of the worst places to be hungover. Then I was trying to think of other bad places to be hungover. A plane. Is a plane that bad? A plane's t- well, you you can't move, right? There's yeah. just odd smells. You're getting recycled air around you. <laughs> Huffing farts. Yeah. Oh, lots Huffing of farts. Lots of farts that are. Yep. Yeah, oh, That's a, lot a bad of one. In. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people feel sick on planes to begin with. Yep. Let alone if you're hungover. It's speaking, of, a boat is another one. Boat. Yeah. Of, like the ferry back from Alcatraz. Yep. I I know you and I have talked about like the worst jobs to do hungover, but the worst places to be. I'd like to nominate India. Just the country of India? Because it's hot. Well, I've heard it's hot. It's crowded. There's all kinds of smells going on. Yep. I think that'd be a bad place to be hungover. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the dump. Yeah. If you have to make a dump run, yeah. you don't want to be hungover for that because there's some, especially on a hot day, if you had to there's go some odors that come off the dump pile. A sauna? Oh, I think it would feel good. Oh, no. Sweat it out? If you're, it feel, the sweating out part feels good, but when you're really hungover and you have to go in an overly hot place that's small, it's not good. Uh, you're like, oh, no. You're overheating to begin with, and then you're just, you want to die. Yeah. What, a, yeah. what about if you had to, I guess you could put it off till the next day, but I was going to say the bottle depot. Oh. If you got to make a bottle depot run. That's kind of back more to jobs, It though, is kind right? of too close like, to jobs, Because you can right? avoid that. It's like, yeah, yeah, this going down in the sewer or something. You don't want to do that hungover, you, but luckily <laughs> you'd avoid that, you'd think. You don't have to do the bottle drive the day no. after. You get, unless it's for your kid. If you're doing like a bottle drive and you got to go to the depot. Well, then, then that's your fault. You had a little too much to drink before the bottle depot. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Um, what about the worst place to throw up? I would say that the plane, the plane is 100% the worst place to throw up. How come? I've never thrown up on an airplane before. Uh, I had to do it once. In the air sickness bag? It, no. Those things are gross. That, okay, is whenever, awful. <laughs> whenever I see one, I'm like, my God, I hope I never have to use one. I hope I'm never sitting next to someone who yeah. has to use one. No, I never have been, and I fly quite a bit. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I use it for your gum, mostly. Yeah, That's imagine if you're for. just sitting there and the person beside you is like... I know. <laughs> so that would be awful <laughs> to have to use that. Even worse, though, is perhaps the toilet. I actually threw up once and I had to use the toilet and those toilets are disgusting. First of all, they're super shallow. So you're you're basically in piss when you try and vomit into this toilet. And then when this happened, I uh, the, the plane started having a bit of turbulence while I'm throwing up. So then I'm bonking all over the place. I'm nearly missing the toilet. Touching your face to the toilet? It, like giving the giving your face the witch's kiss. It was one of the worst days of my life. It really was. It was one of the worst days to have to do this. Like I was just super nauseous and I couldn't help it. I was getting over the sickness and I barely was was uh, well enough to fly home. And then I do and then I'm throwing oh. up this toilet. I started giggling there because I was already thinking about how we're going to segue to Shane Holmes. Um, what about a porta potty? That's just as bad, like, and I've thrown up in that too. I just wouldn't. I like, did. It, it, I had. Was it like if the porta potty is outside? I'm picking outside ten times out of ten. Do you remember we talked about this a long ass time ago, vaguely, and I, I forget where, but I was in Saskatoon again, and I got a flu of some sort, and we were watching. You were at a concert, weren't you? Yes, and it was one of Cliff's favorite bands that he wanted. To, was it like Tom Cochran or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he was Love playing, and we went, and I like I felt so bad, and we had these tickets, and, and Cliff was so excited, so I was like, I can do this, and I was so sick, but I was like, I I can suck it up and go, <laughs> and then we walk right into the gates, and it's like one song in, and I start, I get super nauseous, I'm like, I have to go throw up, so I go to the porta potties, oh. <laughs> I throw up. And then I'm like trying to get over that nausea, you know, like I'm like, okay, it'll pass so I can go back to the concert. And like I, I got back together, like walk up 
and then three seconds later have to go again. <laughs> and by the second time, Cliff was like, we need to go home. And I was like, yeah, I I, I love you a lot. I've, I've thrown up in a porta potty twice for you here, man. It's hot and it's stinky Disgusting. in there. And you can hear Tom Cochran singing white hot no, and, and it's rattling around in there. Everyone's, yes, and everyone's ass is in the toilet that you're staring at because it why doesn't would, flush, right? Like, why would you just throw it, behi- throw it behind it? Like, I'd it, be going behind it. It was, there was like gates and everyone would have seen. Oh, I just, man. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Bad situation. Oh, it was awful. So, yeah, we left, and then you could hear the concert from Cliff's apartment. So he he just was listening to all his songs that he loved oh. from the apartment as I'm Super there. Sick. I told him to go back. Like I said, just leave. I I can do this by myself. And he was a lovely boyfriend. He didn't. But He's a gentleman. Yeah, that was an awful one, too. So, I've, yeah, I've thrown up in all the worst places. There you go. You know where you can have as loud a screaming <laughs> puke as you want is a sound... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was chuckling about earlier. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I already know where I'm going. There with it this. is. Yep. A Shane Holmes paired home. They build them with next level soundproofing, so you could you could have like the worst flu ever, and your neighbors aren't going to know. Yeah, it's great. You, That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn more about them at shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to be. podcast. We talked about Fortune 500 businesses, but I also passed a pretty funny literal business. Oh, good. Uh, it's called Hair Time. And I'm just like, <laughs> you got to go get your hair cut. Hair Time. It's Hair Time. Very right? literal. It's Hair Time. Yep, Hair Time. I'm hoping that they do like a big Bruce Buffer type thing when someone sits down to get their hair cut. Yep. They're like, Hair Time! That would be pretty good. And everybody's sitting there is going, Hair, 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 Hair. And the place just gets more and more rowdy. I'm pretty sure, it's hair time. It's hair time. Like, there's a bunch of singers that come in as well. Yeah. Serenade you for sure. Yeah. Doing all the moves. Hair time. I'd love that. That'd be great, wouldn't I'd it? I'd go there to get my hair done. My hair if did. The whole time you were getting your hair did, people were just chanting, hair, 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 in Canada, we love to build massive monuments in small towns. Having the world's biggest blank is something that we're quite fond of in this country, and one of the most beautiful and most technologically intricate examples of this exists in Vegreville, Alberta. Vegreville is home to the world's largest Ukrainian Easter egg, or more accurately, the world's largest pisanka. This pisanka stands 9 meters tall and is comprised of 3,500 aluminum pieces, 524 star patterns, 2,200 equilateral triangles, and nearly 7,000 nuts and bolts. It was built in 1974 as part of the centennial celebrations of the RCMP. The provincial government established the Alberta Century Commemorations Committee, tasked with providing money to the communities who wanted to build a monument to the RCMP. So Vagerville decided on a Ukrainian Easter egg to pay tribute to the Ukrainian settlements east of Edmonton. The egg immediately became one of the biggest tourist attractions along the Trans-Canada Yellowhead Highway, and rightfully so. It was the product of nine mathematical, engineering, and architectural firsts. An American artist and applied geometrist named Ronald Resch was brought on to help with the design. He specialized in folding paper and how the science behind it could apply to structures. And after envisioning the egg this way, it was transferred to computer. At the time, it was the first computer modeling of an egg ever created. It was such a wonder, the model was featured on the front page of National Geographic. Quite the feat for a small community of less than 6,000 people. Even the Queen paid a visit to the egg in 1978. The egg also holds true to authentic Pisenka tradition, and it's got its own song. In Vegreville, Alberta, there's a giant Pisenka. It's the biggest Easter egg that anybody ever saw. The question folks up there won't answer even if you beg. Where the heck's the 
the chicken that laid that giant egg. This has been an Alberta Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.